everyone. This is Alyssa, and welcome to my podcast, Grappling with Popular Belief. I'm a licensed social worker located in the suburbs of Philadelphia who's extraordinarily passionate about all things relating to wellness and mental health. I'm so excited to be starting this project, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about what you can expect from this podcast, and I'm going to take you on a little journey through my personal and my professional experiences so you can connect the dots of why I'm doing this and what brings me to where I am today. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about controversial issues, particularly relating to people and the way we function throughout our lives. I'm going to be diving into the deep parts of our brain to look at how the messages all around us affect us. I'm excited by topics that fall under the umbrella of human development, like infancy and letting babies cry it out, and adolescence and why we are seeing an increase in suicides in that age group. I'll also grapple with some adult stuff, such as current issues that are circulating, like the coronavirus and more general topics like self-care. I'm really excited to embark on this new project, and I'm looking for a lot of feedback. I thrive best when connecting and collaborating. So tell me what you think about this idea. Which topics get you excited? What societal beliefs bog you down and weigh on you heavy? Let me know what you want to learn more about and what you want to hear about on here. You can connect with me on Instagram. My handle is grappling with popular belief, no spaces. Send me a message or comment on my photos that I'll be posting throughout the week. Now to go into my story a little bit. Like many people who do the type of work that I do, I come with a story. A story that has some ups, downs, twists, turns, pain, sorrow, and impenetrable strength and perseverance. Here, I'm going to take you on a shortcut through my journey to give you a snapshot of what brings me to where I am today. You may remember that in the 90s, It wasn't exactly an easy time to talk about emotions, and there wasn't much support for kids or adults in terms of emotional wellness. Now, I had some mixed feelings about the geographical location of where I grew up, but what I did love was getting outside and exploring. I loved the smell of being outside, the dirt under my bare feet, the thrill of being out way too late when there was risk of running into some feisty animals in the woods. My family was small, but certainly had all kinds of flavor to them. I had a lot of independence, and my way-too-long woodland adventures often went unnoticed. In general, I often went unnoticed. Being unnoticed was hard, and it was even more difficult because there weren't a lot of opportunities for positive adult relationships outside of the home, especially for someone whose family didn't have a lot of money to spare. Now, as an adult, I've gathered new lenses to look at these experiences. I can see the fog of mental health challenges, substance abuse, financial strain, and other factors that led to where I was at physically and emotionally. Through these episodes, I hope to share the gift of this perspective with you all. When I was young, my lenses only allowed me to see the lack of positive feedback I was receiving. I saw the teasing I was getting at school from the other students because of my stained shirts and tangly hair. It left me beaten down in the dirt, a seed, completely unsure on where I would end up in life. Between the rejection that showered over me at home and school, my self-esteem was in the gutter. 
Disappointingly, my tangly hair and my often dirty clothes led to me not having a lot of friendships at school, but I did have a few very important people that helped me along my journey, and they shared their sunshine with me when I couldn't find the light myself. I remember always being anxious to get older, thinking that maybe things would be a little bit easier, but teenage years were full of darkness, and I have a special appreciation for this period of life because of it. I'll talk more about those struggles when I dig into this age group in a future podcast. With all of the dark clouds that seemed to be chasing me around, I felt angsty as a teenager. I wanted my own place to grow. I got my own apartment at 17, and I walked into my hospital kitchen job feeling proud and empowered. I was good at the work I did, and I got so much positive feedback, finally. Although I was doing everything that the world told me to do to be successful, work hard, and make money so you can be independent, I was still carrying such heavy baggage. Being in the mindset of working towards independence, it was hard for me to share the weight with anyone. Ignore the storms and keep trying to grow. Growth felt slow, and I was mostly in survival mode. But just like every cliche song and quote tells you, the darkness always passes. And I found a way to share some of that heavy load that I was carrying with other people in my life. I began to shift my perspective and looking around, seeing others blooming, started to become inspiring instead of frustrating. They were living comfortably, pursuing impressive dreams and having nice things. I kept climbing, trying to peek over the fence of my own defenses and noticing that heights that once seemed unattainable were finally within reach. For the first time, I started to see that people actually believe in me and then I started to believe in me. At this point, I knew it was time to pursue something more. I wanted to be the first person in my immediate family to get a college degree. Despite the dark hovering cloud that told me I could never afford college and that it would only put me in a lot of debt, I pulled out my umbrella and somehow found my way into community college. <laughs> it may not seem like a lot for some people, but I had no idea how to get into college or get money for college or sign up for classes or any of those things. My grit pushed me along, along with seeds that had been planted early on in life. Seeds telling me that I want more and maybe, just maybe, I could work hard and get more. In community college, I took a Psych 101 class, which for some people is just a casual introductory course to basic ideas about the brain, human behavior, a salivating dog, and some other fun ideas. For me, it was mind-blowing. It poured water over those early seeds and started to feel like I might have the chance to bloom someday. I felt so validated and excited. This is it. This is going to be my passion and my path. Coming up to bat with society again, I had to fight back people telling me that it was a terrible idea to pursue psychology. The criticism came from everywhere. Coworkers, family, social media. Messages all around me telling me things like, I'll never make any money. And why would I want to work with people? People suck. I kept climbing, 
carrying a lot of that negativity in my heart, but still pushing forward and trying to reach past new goals. Although there was all that negativity, there were some people that were so supportive of me. And this will be something that I talk about a lot in my podcasts. I value relationships so much, and I could not be where I am today if it wasn't for some of the great supports that I've had along the way. Human connection is everything. So I managed to get my bachelor's degree in psychology while working full-time in the hospital pharmacy. Putting on that gown and attending graduation made me feel like I was everything that I doubted I could be and that other people doubted I could be. I had fought so much negativity and found something wonderful. My next big exciting win was when I got a job offer at the psychiatric unit at the hospital that I worked in. This was a unique opportunity. Not everyone gets this kind of experience right out of college. When I walked onto that unit, facing individuals who were suffering and looking to me for support, I was shell-shocked. I was not sure that I would be able to help them get what they needed. Luckily, I worked with some pretty amazing people who held my hand through this fog of fears. They helped me understand the value of just being there, listening, showing genuine interest for a person's experience. Human connection is everything, and this job was one of the pillars in my life that helped me figure that out. I also learned a lot about mental health, trauma, and how it affects people over time. Every day that I worked, I sat beside incredible people. I looked into their eyes, and I got a glimpse into their souls. I had already started questioning society, but working here solidified my suspicion that so much of what I had heard and what I had learned has been completely wrong. I had my eyes open to what severe mental illness actually looks like. I started to understand language that society had taught me all wrong about like bipolar disorder, and what it means to actually be psychotic. One day, I sat in a dark room with a patient, keeping an eye on them because they were having some risky behaviors and they needed to be watched directly. This was an uncomfortable situation, not because of the condition that they were in, but because every single day that I came across this individual, they were angry with me. What can I do to help? I would ask in the softest tone you could ever imagine. And then when I got yelled at or threatened, I might try a more harsher, what you're saying right now is not helpful. Nothing worked. Every day they would get mad at me while calling me by the wrong name. One day they were especially angry. Their tone was harsh and raspy. They looked down at my feet. I was wearing navy blue flats that day. You know the kind, ballet-type flats. They just cover the tip of your toes. So the patient looked down at my feet and then up at me. Look at you and your sexy toe cleavage. They said this with such disdain I could barely believe it. I actually let out a small laugh because I got so caught off guard. It wasn't until this individual spit at my foot that I stopped finding humor in the situation, and I started to reconsider my ability to help this person. They clearly did not enjoy my company. This was another great lesson to add to my collection. I was starting to learn how important human connection was, and I was actually starting to get some confidence. I never had this before, and 
I saw here that even as I continue to grow, I will never really know everything. And there are plenty of people out there that I will just not be able to help. Sometimes some people are just not for us and that is okay. That's when we lean on others and as a human service provider, we work with our colleagues to provide better care. This was a humbling experience and I will always remember it. When I wasn't at the hospital working, I was continuing my education. After psychology, I chose a meaningful career path of addiction counseling. This was especially meaningful because my big sister was often beaten down by the darkness that is addiction. She sadly lost her life at the young age of 31. Adding to my knowledge of psychology, learning about addiction shed even more light on my experiences. It helped me see more things through this ever-developing lens. I was also able to navigate some more unique work experience at an all-male correctional facility. Walking through the several locked doors and dealing with all of the security practices felt intense and a little bit scary. But when I sat down with a group of inmates, I was shocked at how welcome and celebrated I was. Another humbling experience to remind me how valuable and pertinent human connection is and another instance of society being completely wrong about what to expect from a group of people. While what I learned when I studied addiction was valuable and cathartic, it wasn't quite the aha moment in terms of work experience that I was searching for. I wanted more options, more colors, more flavors to choose from. I decided that I would get my master's degree, which also led to a lot of mixed responses from people in my world. Eventually, through a lot of self-reflection, I decided to choose social work a field in which I could wear many different hats. I got my master's degree at Westfield State University, driving an hour to classes twice a week while trying to juggle working, internships, and being a landlord. Oh, did I not mention the landlord thing yet? Yeah, so since I moved out at a very young age, I did feel bitter about paying rent pretty quickly. I loved making things my own, and personalizing things in my life to fit my quirky personality. Not being a huge fan of the environment that I grew up in, I often fantasized about buying my own house. And when I was 21, I made this dream happen. I bought a duplex, which was a great option because it allowed me to have enough rental income to pay my mortgage so that I could use my work income to pay for school, food, survival, and other fun stuff. My duplex was a fun adventure that led me to grow in a new and different way. This was a very interesting chapter of my life that you will likely hear more about if you keep listening to my podcast. At this point, I had sprouted in a couple different areas, but after several years of owning my duplex and living in the area where I grew up, I was ready for a new type of growth it was time to find a new place to spread some roots. I accomplished so much of what I loved where I grew up, and I didn't hate the area, but I was ready to be in a new environment. One that would be a little bit better for my needs and continued growth in life. A fun little love story brought me to where I am planted now, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. 
I still love being outside and walking barefoot through the dirt. Regardless of the season, you can find me outside doing some kind of skiing, hiking, or walking my dog. I work in an elementary school now where I'm lucky enough to provide meaningful services like counseling, teacher coaching, support, school-wide initiatives. I could go on and on. I love the work that I do. I will always be growing and learning, but when I sit down with those students and teach them why their tummy hurts before class when they aren't actually sick, I am in full bloom. I also do work that is very similar to where I started my journey in a hospital. Being in the hospital setting feels oddly like home to me. Maybe because that's where I started to spread my roots in the very beginning and find the strength to grow upwards. In my hospital job, people come into the emergency room with mental health challenges. They share their pain with me and I try to find a good trajectory of healing for them. Something else that I'm really passionate about is pet therapy. My dog Juno is a therapy dog and we do visits with kids, businesses, hospitals, wherever they will invite us in to share her calming demeanor. So I've navigated a lot of interesting jobs in my field of work. And in my life, I've pushed through the dirt and grown through some challenging weather along the way. I'm compelled to share my experiences and hear from others. I know this podcast will be an opportunity to share my perspectives as well as learn from you guys. I want to share my sunshine and borrow some of yours. I want to help you shed light on issues that have left you feeling stuck, like you can't grow because you don't have the right story, the right resources, or look the right way. I want to help you push through the mud the way so many people helped me. It was hard to share my suffering with others because I was in a world telling me to suck it up, to be strong, and to carry it all on my own. Sharing it was one of the only things that kept me going at times. Having my mind open to see that things aren't always what I thought helped me reach heights in life I never thought I would. Let's bury these negative messages that we hear that become our narratives, that break us down. Let's invite new ideas with curiosity and openness. Let's grapple with these ideas together because we are all in this together. Thank you all for listening to my story and for showing interest in my podcast. Again, like I've said a hundred times, I'm very excited about this and I'm hoping that I will get some feedback and collaboration from you guys. For my episode next month, I'm going to talk about this crazy, bizarre, and very uncomfortable situation that we are all dealing with, the COVID-19 pandemic. For this episode, I'm going to be looking for some recordings from you guys. I want to hear a little bit about what you've been experiencing. If you're a frontline worker, what has that been like going into your place of work and having to face this immense risk? How has it been being at home if you haven't been able to go anywhere? Have you had loss? I want to hear about your experience. I will dig in a little bit to what I've been doing and how I've been managing the stress and my own ups and downs of this experience, but I definitely want to hear a lot from you guys. 
If you're interested in contributing to next month's episode, you can reach out to me on Instagram or through my website. Just like I mentioned earlier, my Instagram handle is grappling with popular belief, no spaces, and my website is grapplingpopularbelief.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, so reach out and stay tuned for next month's episode. Thanks, guys, and stay safe.